Welcome to Jivamukti Yoga with Jessica Stickler. As promised, I am stacking the deck for you this month since I missed a couple of months of posting. So I'm catching up on posting classes for you and just to put a cherry on top, I'm also breaking a little bit with tradition in that this is not normally an interview podcast, but a practice podcast. But today I want to share with you a clip of a conversation that I had with my friend Ralph De La Rosa, who's an amazing meditation teacher, therapist, and author. His first book, Monkey is the Messenger, is incredible. I read from it often in class. If you take class or if you've listened to this podcast, you've probably heard me read from it. And his second book just came out yesterday, if you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out. It is called Don't Tell Me to Relax, and it's a wonderful book on emotional resiliency and emotional intelligence. And so Ralph and I had an almost hour and a half long conversation about the book, which I'm going to post in full on my social media and on my website. I encourage you to go listen to the full thing because Ralph is just full of wisdom and full of warmth and he's so, um, he's so compassionate even with my silly questions, (laughs) as you'll see. Um, anyway, I'm just posting a little tiny clip just so you can get sort of a flavor for how he teaches and the kinds of things he talks about. Um, but really go watch the whole thing and, um, and go buy the book. Actually go buy both books on Shambhala publications, because I'm sure if you buy both books at the same time, you'll save a little bit of the shipping materials that it requires to get to... (laughs) (laughs) the book to you. So you might as well order both books so you just have one package instead of two because you're going to want to have both of them. Um, As always, come find me on yogastickler.com. You can make a donation to the podcast since I don't post ads or um, charge for the podcast and it's totally free, but that means I have no income from this podcast um, other than your generous donations. So please donate if you've been enjoying the podcast. And come find me digitally. I'm teaching on Zoom five days a week. And I'm teaching on union.fit in a collective called Jivamukti Union. It's a collective of Jivamukti teachers all over the world. And we're adding more classes, more teachers, more offerings every single week. And there you have it. So please enjoy this excerpt of Ralph and I's conversation. Find the full one on my YouTube and my Facebook. And after uh, you hear Ralph and I speak, your class will follow. Thanks. Yeah. But so the book, I mean, it is, it is kind of confounding to me that this book, uh, it was sort of released simultaneous to a worldwide pandemic, right at the cusp of a, a, a new movement, a new uh, sort of incredible step forward for Black Lives Matter. Um, uh, and so many other things sort of going on in the world, like you said, the um, anxiety over the election and the very real um, attempts to suppress uh, voter, uh, voter turnout. And, and um, it's kind of astounding because the book, the book 
it is almost feels like it's exactly written for this moment. Um, and so I'm wondering sort of, okay, so you must've started writing the book a, a, quite a while ago and yet it feels so relevant. <laughs> so either sort of what was the, what was the inspiration for this book in particular and what was happening for you in that moment that gave rise to it, even though it feels like it's written for right now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll just say quickly that right now, what we're seeing, I'm still of the, the conviction that this is more of an unmasking than it is a sea change for us. And so it's the same, it's the same stuff that's been on heavy rotation, which just, we, we're not, we're, it's intensified and in such a way that we can't hide from it anymore. But the book was birthed and, and it was written and edited in record time. I wrote the manuscript in two months and we edited it over the course of four months. And, um, and then we were, we were done. But uh, uh, so, so it happened very quickly. It was written last year, late last year. And, um, and Shambhala Publications actually just came to me and just said, hey, would you like to do a, a book on, to help people with their emotions? Because we really think that things are going to come to a head with the presidential election in 2020. And we know that meditators and, and yogis and, and contemplative people are going to want resources and they're not going to want resources that are preaching acceptance or just how to be with this, you know, because this is an unacceptable situation. Um, and, and the time to meditate, pontificate, to uh, uh, spiritualize it, to be anything less than I think the raw and gritty actually with, with what's going on and, and very real and direct with what's going on. You know, that, that time is past. And I don't know that it's ever going to come back. You know, in a way, I kind of hope we can go back to the bubble. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't think I don't think we will. And but I do feel like it is interesting to watch this shift. Um, not not only with your book, although your book is certainly a part of it, and your teachings are are certainly a part of it. Um, but this this shift that I see sort of happening in 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 lots of places simultaneously throughout spiritual communities like um you know even um uh, lama rod owens who is a favorite of mine came out with you know love and rage recently and it, it does seem just a little, a little extra shout out but um it does seem like there's a little bit of a shift away from um sort of the maybe what you and i were more brought up on which is the like eradicate your anger eradicate your fear kind of mentality i mean you know even even the tradition i was brought up in you know free me from anger jealousy and fear is sort of in our our main mm -hmm. mantra and i understand that piece of the mantra differently now than i did then but i think back then i really took it to mean um, you know, let me somehow never experience um, anger, jealousy, and fear again. Right. And I think I think we're kind of a long way in a development, sort of away from or a shift away from, sort of like I mean, we're a long way from like Shanti Deva saying like you know, speak mildly and don't like one of my favorite lines like don't push furniture around loudly, right? 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like re recommending this sort of like meekness as an antidote mm -hmm. to anger. And this is, this is not that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we're also talking about when we talk about Shantideva, we're talking about an eighth or ninth century uh, Indian monastic, you know, that we, uh, yeah, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago in the development of Western uh, yoga and Buddhism and what have you, we really thought like, oh, because it was, it's ancient, it's ancient, therefore it's more authentic, it's the real deal. And we're starting to wake up to, oh, no, that that has a context and that context really matters. And that context greatly contrasts from our context. And we need to figure out what these practices look like in our context, which is another piece that we're getting, you know, is that, you know, uh, dropping the cultural appropriation pieces around these practices. The practices themselves are great. Uh, but, but to figure out how to excise the cultural trappings that um, are problematic for different reasons, uh, many different reasons. And then to go outside, I'll, I'll, I just want to make sure to touch on something I'm particularly excited about too in the socio-political sphere with Black Lives Matter. Um, I am blown away and so relieved about two things. One, that we're understanding that it has to be a revolution of consciousness as well, that it's not just, it's, it's action and organizing and um, direct support and amplification of voices and protecting marginalized people, yes, but our hearts have to evolve too, otherwise it's, it's, not, gonna, it's not gonna work. And then we're also, there's a big narrative on social media right now around, that's so refreshing, that began with uh, the uprising after George Floyd uh, died, um, or was murdered rather, um, that it can't be performative either. That we can't just do the bare minimum, post a black square and okay, I'm, I'm not a racist, that we have to, that there has to be an active anti-racism, active, anti-oppressive uh, uh, movement within us that we act on, that is woven into our other various daily and weekly uh, rituals and what have you as well. Those two things give me a lot of uh, inspiration. Sure. Yeah, so spoiler alert, you do talk about anger in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I also connect with the, the piece because for me, I've always struggled with how my anger and how my activism and how my spiritual life intersect together. I guess, I guess my question is, your book touches on, and I think we've also seen with the wonderful you know, conversation that's been happening around the Black Lives Matter, um, uh, movement is, you know, there, there is, first of all, anger is valid and anger, um, you know, doesn't need to be shushed, uh, especially when it's a, a, a justified and um, righteous anger that, that needs, that needs expression and has been, you know, unheard for so long. Um, and I find that sort of that, that sort of ache or yearn for justice 
has been a motivating factor in my own activism. And I've also seen the ways in which anger can be destructive to relationships or destructive in, in other, or even self-destructive and destructive in other ways. So I guess my perpetual question is, <laughs> is always like, how do I, how do I discern what's helpful anger and how do I re, um, habituate or re, educate or, or stay away from the anger that might not be so, you know, helpful or, or move me in the right direction. Like, how do you, how do you start to parse that out and what, and at what point uh, anyway? Yeah. Cause, cause again, like we kind of grew up with that, like Buddhist teaching of like, you know, get, get angry at your anger and don't stand for, you know, cause if you're habituating, if you're habituating any, mood of anger in yourself, then it's just going to come out in, in all directions. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's this is such a juicy and complex and very layered topic. I could give you five different answers. And, um, you know, when I was working with parents and children in, um, in Harlem in a community mental health clinic, one of um, one of the conversations I often had myself uh, uh, found myself having with uh, parents um, was it's okay to hate your kids, <laughs> and parents would you know get defensive and say you know of course I don't what kind of parent do you think I am you know and no 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 like that six year old of yours is kind of a nightmare and I can only imagine what it's like to be at home with them and can we talk about how you sometimes hate them please because if you don't admit it it's if you admit it great we can work with it we can figure out how you're going to cope with and manage you know that and but if you don't admit it that's when those feelings go underground they're absorbed into our body in so many ways that come out through speech be, belief and, and behavior then we got a problem but if we can talk about it no problem you know we can, uh, but to actually answer your question, here's the succinct version. Is compassion in the mix or has anger totally eclipsed us? Com can compassion, can we, so, so um, for those of, of you who are just listening to the audio and can't see what I'm doing, I'm bringing my two hands together right, and clasping them, and like, it's like, here's anger, this one hand and, and this other hand is me, and what usually happens is when anger comes in, boom, and we even talk like this, I, I'm angry, right, that's how identified we become with the emotion, but it's completely possible to take these two hands apart and put a little bit of daylight between them, and this is where meditation really comes in, and take just one step back, not get rid of the anger, but take one step back so that it's less like I'm angry and more like I feel anger or an angry part of me is really activated right now. And then here with this other hand, this hand is now free to find at least some curiosity or to at least remember our values, <laughs> like love and wakefulness, you know? 
And this is a much better situation. We can, we can uh, in this situation, we can take this anger and let it inform um, our, what we think, say, and do next without having to be in that intoxicated state where we just want to be right, we just want revenge, we, you know, we start having thoughts about what other people deserve and how we're the ones to deliver it to them, <laughs> you know. Um, it's very, very different if we can I've break heard, I've heard that anger feels like a very um, intense emotion. I wouldn't know myself, but... That's um, <laughs> not you yoga team. You yoga that shit away, right? <laughs> no, but, but often anger feels like such an emergency. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's literally like an emergency level experience um, for me. I mean, not that I've experienced anger, but... Um, it's such an emergency level experience that it's so hard to find that one glimmer sometimes of like, how can I ask for space or how can I take a step back or how can I revisit this later? Cause you're just boiling, you know, you're, you're just simmering there. Yeah. So yeah. How, how do you get from, how do you get from completely enmeshed with the emotion to just having that first little, like let's count to 10 moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the same way you get to Carnegie Hall, right? Practice, <laughs> you know, really. Because um, the, first, the first step is really awareness, is, is recognizing that, that you're pissed off. And that's actually the hardest step, is to like recognize like, okay, I'm angry and I need to stop. I, in fact, if we're pissed off, we have to stop. We have to. There's nothing you can do in a state of anger. If you're if you if you're in this what we call a blended state with that angry part of you, um, there's nothing you can do that won't create more harm and won't create more suffering for yourself and others. So you, we 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 have a, a, a imperative as conscious people to stop and to figure out how to get that space. So I guess part two of that question is, is definitely like, how do we, <laughs> don't worry, I'm not going to spend our whole, whole entire time on anger, although. Do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I guess, is there also a way like, um, I guess I'm tempted to not uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater um, <laughs> or, you know, I'm, you know, I'm interested in the way that things, um, teachings and teachers, it can stay valuable to us even as we evolve and change and grow. I'm not terribly into cancel culture or anything, so I'm not looking to like cancel Shanti Deva, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and I guess I guess is there is there a way to to take wisdom from both, you know? from both sort of the, this new wave of um, spirituality and meditation practice and take wisdom from Shantideva and kind of val- kind of navigate both practices simultaneously? I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I talk about this in the intro to the book, right? It's like a, like a new paradigm of, of emotional awareness, of emotional intelligence, 
moving out of a static paradigm, which is like this notion that I'm a solid self. And, you know, if I'm angry, that's the only game in town. And starting to recognize that, no, it's layered. You know, like uh, right now on this call, I am slightly hungover, definitely underslept, anxious, a little bit freaked out about the wildfires being about 20 miles away from me right now. Um, grateful for this wonderful house that I'm in, grateful for my privilege and good fortune, happy to see you, you know, <laughs> uh, worried about the election, R really excited about, you know, the opportunity to work with people and to teach and, and to continue being a therapist in these crazy times. And um, all of those things can coexist in the exact same moment. So again, I had to edit this heavily because we talked for so long, but go ahead and uh, look for the full interview on my YouTube, on my Facebook, and on my website um, for more of Ralph's wonderful wisdom as well as a meditation and go buy the book. I'll put all the info in the show notes here. And without further ado, here's your class. From your hands and knees position, press back into downward facing dog. What is the best prayer? The crying and the laughing. What is the best healing? The crying and the laughing. You cannot properly cry without humbling yourself before the divine court of your own humanity or by some known or unknown force. Now inhale, come forward into a plank. Bring the shoulders forward over the wrists. And exhale, lower the knees, the chest, and the chin down to the floor. Inhaling, slide forward into cobra, point the feet. Exhale, tuck the toes, move the seat back towards the feet, and then extend the legs downward facing dog. And then bring the right knee to the floor between the hands, setting up the legs for pigeon. And you can walk the left foot back a little ways and fold forward over the right leg. Ideally, the head can rest down on something. So if that's not the floor, it could be your stacked hands or it could be a block. Crying before a known force, that is to say, before another person, except your friends, your parents, or your guru, loses 75% of its strength. Not sure where he came up with that um, statistic, but that's what it says. Therefore, crying should be done in an absolutely private place if possible. Maybe in the forest. All crying must be dedicated to the divine in order to clear away bad influences from your life. Walk the hands back under the shoulders and step all the way back downward facing dog. Bring the left knee to the floor between the hands and again set up the legs for pigeon other side. 
So walk the right foot back a little ways, settle the hips a little bit down towards the earth and fold forward. Let the weight of the head rest down onto something, block, hands, floor. It is very difficult to cry when you want to cry. It is the nature of the thinking mind to be ungrateful. The nature of your real mind is to be grateful. The grateful mind cries for it is innocent like a baby. But in order for the ungrateful mind to cry, you have to remind it that your whole life from your mother's womb until now has been a life filled with divine grace. Walk the hands back under the shoulders and press back to downward facing dog. Inhaling, come forward into a plank position. Exhale, lower halfway down, chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. And exhale, downward facing dog. Soften the knees, start to walk the feet forward towards the hands and fold forward over the legs. You have mother nature to thank for your conception and birth. There were many possibilities for accident or circumstance or chance for you to not be born at all. Mother Nature loves you more than you love yourself. Whenever you were in any sort of calamity, she was there for your protection. Even, even when you were born, you were in a most helpless condition. At that time, Mother Nature was nourishing you through the form of your parents or other caretakers. Even when you have felt rejected, Mother Nature or God was always present in the form of consciousness within you. Everything in your life has come through the grace of Mother Nature and God. Separate the feet about mat with distance apart or so, bend the knees, come into a deep squatting position, hands together at the center of the chest. When using the word God here, I do not mean the God of religions, but I mean the absolute, which is beyond all religion. But the real God is all the time present with you because you cannot live without consciousness, without the I am. God is your very life. There is no medium between God and you. God is directly connected to you through the I am. So when he uses the words I am there, he's referring to sort of absolute consciousness. Bring the hands down to the floor, raise the hips up and fold forward over the legs. Heel toe the feet together, bring the hands onto the waist, and lift all the way upright to a standing position. Now, here's the best part. <laughs> now, what happened to you? You forgot your, your very best friend 
and therefore you should go now in private and cry loudly in your mind and return again to that oneness with your friend, with your very own self, the I am, or that cosmic consciousness, right? Bring the hands together at the center of the chest. Exhale a full breath out completely. Inhale, reach the arms up overhead, palms of hands pressed together, look upwards. Exhale, fold forward, hands to the floor beside the feet. Inhale, halfway lift, look forward. Exhale, hop, step, or walk back to Chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Breathe in, breathe out, one. Inhale, exhale, two. Inhale, exhale, three. Inhale, exhale, four. Inhale, exhale, five, bend the knees. Inhale, hopper step forward, feet to hands. Exhale, fold forward. Inhale, stand up, reach the arms overhead. Exhale, release the arms. Again like that. Inhale, hands together, reach up. Exhale, fold forward, hands to the floor. Inhale, look forward. Exhale, hop, step or walk back to the right Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Breathe in, breathe out. Inhale, exhale, two. Inhale, exhale, three. Inhale, exhale, four. Inhale. Exhale, five, bend the knees. Inhale, hop or step forward, feet to hands. Exhale, fold forward. Inhale, stand up, reach the arms up overhead, hands pressed together. Exhale, release the arms. Again, inhale, reach up, hands pressed together. Exhale, fold forward, hands to earth. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hop, step, or walk back, chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Breathe in. Breathe out, one. Inhale. Exhale, two. Inhale. Exhale, three. Inhale. Exhale, four. Inhale. Exhale, five, bend the knees. Inhale, hop or step, feet to hand. Exhale, fold forward. Inhale, stand up, reach the arms up. Exhale,
exhale, release the arms. Now as you inhale, hook your thumbs, reach your arms forward and up, arch the back. Exhale, bend the knees, swing the arms behind the back, lace the hands together, folding forward. Inhale, hands to the floor, step the right foot back to lunge, look forward. Exhale, step all the way back, downward facing dog. Inhale, forward into plank. Exhale, chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, forward into plank. Exhale, touch the knees, chest, and chin down to the floor. Inhale, slide forward into cobra. Exhale, tuck the toes, seat back towards the feet, then extend the legs downward dog. Inhale, right foot steps forward. Exhale, left foot follows the right foot, fold forward. Inhale, bend knees, hook thumbs, reach up, arch back, straighten the legs at the top. Exhale, bend knees, swing arms behind, lace the hands together and fold. Inhale, hands to the floor, step the left foot back. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, forward into plank. Exhale, chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, forward into plank. Exhale, knees, chest, and chin to the floor. Inhale, slide forward into cobra. Exhale, tuck the toes, seat back towards the feet, then extend the legs downward dog. Inhale, left foot steps forward. Exhale, right foot follows. Inhale, bend knees, hook thumbs, reach up, arch back. Exhale, stand up and release the arms. Inhaling, bend the knees deeply, reach the arms up, Utkatasana. Exhale, hands to the earth, folding forward, Uttanasana. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hop, step, or walk back, Chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, step the right foot forward, turn the back heel down, lift up, warrior one. Exhale, hands to the floor, step into plank and lower chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, step the left foot forward, right heel down, reach up, warrior one. Exhale, hands to the floor, step back and lower chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Again, inhale, right foot forward, warrior one. Exhale, hands to the floor, step back and slowly lower. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, step the left foot forward, right heel down, reach up. Exhale, hands to the floor, step back, Chaturanga. Inhale, upward dog. Exhale, downward facing dog, breathe in. Breathe out, one. Inhale. Exhale, two. Inhale. Exhale, three. Inhale. Exhale, four. Inhale. Exhale, five, bend the knees. Inhale, hop or step, feet to hands. Exhale, fold forward. Inhale, bend the knees, reach the arms up, Utkatasana.
Exhale, stand up, release the arms. Good. Inhale, bend the knees, reach the arms up. Exhale, hands to the floor, folding forward. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hop, step, or walk back to the room. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, step the right foot forward, turn the back heel down, reach up, warrior one. And then stay in warrior one, exhale. Bend the right knee a little bit more. Bend it all the way over the right ankle for two. And then try to face the center of the chest as much forward as you can. Three. Inhale. Exhale. Four. Inhale. Exhale. Open arms and hips to the side. Inhale. Straighten the right leg. Exhale. Reach to the right. Place the right hand down. Left arm reaches up for triangle or trikonasana. Inhale. Two straight arms. Exhale. One. Two straight legs. Exhale. Two. Inhale. Exhale. Three. Inhale. Exhale. Four. Inhale. Exhale for five. Inhale, lift all the way upright. Exhale, bend the right knee. Warrior two. Inhale. Exhale. One. Inhale. Exhale. Two. Inhale. Exhale. Three. Inhale. Exhale. Four. Inhale. Exhale. Five. Inhale. Straighten the right leg. Exhale. Bend the right knee. Place the right hand down outside of the right foot. Reach the left arm over the left ear for extended side angle. Breathe in. Breathe out. One. Inhale. Exhale. Two. Inhale, exhale, three, inhale, exhale, four, inhale, exhale, inhale, both hands to the floor, exhale, straighten the right leg, you can adjust the stance a little bit if you need to, inhale, look forward, exhale, fold forward, breathe in. Breathe out, one, inhale, exhale, two, inhale, exhale, three, inhale, exhale, four, inhale, exhale, inhale, bend the right knee. As you exhale, touch the left knee down to the floor. Inhale, lift the torso, reach the left arm up, getting ready to twist. Exhale, hook the left upper arm all the way across to the outside of the right leg, palms of hands pressed together. Inhale, tuck the left toes under, lift the left knee up away from the floor. Exhale, one, standing spinal twist. Inhale. Exhale, two. Inhale. Exhale, three. Inhale, exhale, four, inhale, 
Exhale, five, inhale, both hands to the floor. Exhale, step into the seated spinal twist. Left knee behind, right foot, come to sit down. Inhale, reach the left arm up. Exhale, twist to the right side. Ardha Matsyandrasana, seated spinal twist. Breathe in, breathe out. Inhale, exhale, two, inhale, exhale, three, lift the top of the chest, exhale, four, inhale, exhale, inhale, turn to face front, exhale, counter twist, inhale, turn to face front, we're going to stack up the legs for ankle to knee, so, uh, Stack the right shin on top of the left shin. See that uh, both feet are a little bit beyond each knee, so a little bit wider with the feet. Flex both. And then exhale, fold forward over both legs. Breathe in. Breathe out. Inhale. Exhale, two. Inhale. Exhale, three. Inhale. Exhale, inhale, exhale, five, inhale, lift all the way upright to a seated position. Exhale, bend the knees into the chest, cross the ankles. Inhale, press the hands down into the floor, lift up whatever can lift up. Maybe your butt lifts up, maybe your feet, maybe both. Exhale, make your way back to Chaturanga. Make it up if you have to. Inhale, upward dog. Exhale, downward dot. Other side, inhale, step left foot forward. Virabhadrasana one, reach all the way up. Exhale, stay. So bend the left knee a little bit more. Exhale, make the back leg nice and strong and straight for three. Inhale, exhale, four. Bring that right part of the chest more forward. Exhale, five. Good, open the arms and hips to the side. Inhale, straighten the left leg. Exhale, reach to the left for triangle, trikonasana. Inhale, right arm reaches straight up. Exhale, one. Inhale, exhale, two. Inhale, exhale, three. Inhale, exhale, four. Inhale, exhale, five, inhale, lift all the way upright, exhale, bend the left knee, Vira Padrasana, two, breathe in, breathe out, one, inhale, exhale, two, inhale, exhale, three, inhale, exhale, four, inhale, Exhale, five, inhale, straighten the left leg. Exhale, bend the left knee. Place the left hand down outside of the left foot. Reach the right arm all the way over the right ear, extended side angle. Inhale, exhale, one, inhale. Exhale, two, turn the chest, inhale. Exhale, three, inhale. Exhale, four, breathe in, breathe out for five, inhale, both hands to the floor. Exhale, uh, start to straighten the left leg, 
If you need to make a small adjustment to the stance, do so, but try to make a minimal adjustment. Inhale, look forward. Exhale, fold forward. One. Inhale. Exhale, two. Inhale. Exhale, three. Inhale. Exhale, four. Inhale. Exhale, five. Inhale, bend the left knee. Exhale, place the right knee down to the floor. Inhale, lift the torso upright, reach the right arm up. Exhale, hands to prayer, twist to the left side. Inhale, tuck the right toes under, lift the right knee away from the floor. Standing spinal twist. Exhale, one. Inhale. Exhale, two. Inhale. Exhale, three. Inhale. Exhale, four, inhale. Exhale, inhale, both hands to the floor, frame the left foot. Exhale, right knee tucks to the left side of the left foot onto the floor, sit down. Inhale, reach the right arm up, and exhale, twisting to the left side. Breathe in, breathe out, one. Inhale, lift the chest and draw the shoulders down for two. Inhale, exhale, three, inhale, exhale, four, inhale, exhale, inhale, turn to face forward, exhale, counter twist. Inhale, face forward, stack up the legs for ankle to knee. See that the left foot is hanging all the way off the side of the right leg. Flex both feet strongly. And then fold forward. Breathe in. Breathe out. Inhale. Exhale, two. Inhale. Exhale, three. Inhale. Exhale, four. Inhale. Exhale, five. Inhale, lift upright. Bend both knees into the chest, cross the ankles. Press down into the floor, whatever happens, lift up. <laughs> Make your way back to Chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Bring the feet together, come forward into a plank. Rotate onto the right hand and the outer edge of the right foot for side plank. Reach the left arm up, exhale, one, squeeze your feet together. Inhale, exhale, two, inhale, exhale, three, inhale, exhale, four, inhale, exhale, inhale to plank, exhale onto the left hand, outer edge of the left foot, squeeze the legs together, squeeze the feet together, exhale, inhale, press down into the left hand to lift up a little bit higher away from the earth. For two, inhale, exhale, three, inhale, exhale, four, inhale, exhale, five, inhale, plank, exhale, lower the knees, chest, and chin to the floor, inhale, slide forward into cobra, exhale, tuck the toes, sit all the way back towards the feet, and then extend the legs. 
Now inhale, reach the right leg up and back behind you. Down dog splits. Exhale, bring your right knee towards the center of your chest. Shoulders over wrists, kind of like a modified plank. Inhale, reach up and back. Down dog splits. Exhale, come forward, knee to nose. Inhale, reach up and back. Down dog splits. Exhale, bring knee to nose, shoulders over wrists, hover there. Take an inhale, press down into the hands to lift your knee even closer to your chest. And then as you exhale, place the knee onto the floor between the hands. And again, we're gonna set up for a pigeon variation. So set up the legs as if to take pigeon, but this one's gonna be a little bit weird. So you're gonna tuck the left toes under and lift the left knee away from the floor. Then, this instruction is a little strange, but see if you can do it. Imagine you want to kick your right foot forward and down into the floor, almost like you're just trying to kick the right leg against the floor. It should make the whole outer right hip start to be like strong and active. Now, even looking at you, I can't tell you're doing it since we're working with an isometric action, so I hope that made sense. <laughs> But now it's almost as if you're trying to kick your right foot forward and your left leg back at the same time. So both legs are super duper strong here. Then see if just by kicking your feet in opposite directions and activating your legs that you could balance. Bring like one hand onto your waist, perhaps two hands onto your waist. And then see if just by using the strength of your legs you could actually lift your hips like three inches higher away from the floor just using the strength of your hips and hold for 75 breaths just kidding just kidding fold forward Walk the hands back under the shoulders. Now this transition is a little strange. So you're gonna lean your weight forward into your hands and kind of tuck your left knee behind your right knee. So you're nestling the knees together and then you're gonna sit down between the feet. So for, for Gomukhasana or cow face. So the right knee is on top, the feet are out to the sides. Yeah, and then reach the right arm up. Use your left hand to guide your right arm behind and try to touch your um, right hand to the space between your shoulder blades. Lift your chin out of your chest, pressing the back of your head into your right upper arm. Now you can stay just like this or you can take that towel that you grabbed and uh, connect your hands together for, for a bit of a bind here, Gomukhasana. But then keep the upper body nice and tall. So from the tailbone to the crown of the head to the tip of your right elbow. Try to keep that all one long line. And just try to tip forward at the hip creases. But don't round forward or cave in the chest. Just tilt forward. In other words, the back of the head is still moving into the right upper arm. Yeah. And then lift all the way upright, release the arms. Bend both knees into the chest, cross the ankles. 
Press down into the floor, lift up whatever will lift up, and then make your way back to Chaturanga. Inhale, upward dog. Exhale, downward dog. Inhale, lift the left leg up and back. Exhale, knee towards your nose, shoulders over the wrists. Inhale, reach up and back. Exhale, bring knee to nose. Inhale, reach up and back. Exhale, knee towards your nose. Pause there. With an inhale, push down into the hands harder to pull the knee even closer towards the chest. And then exhale, place the left knee onto the floor. So again, we're going to take that really weird sort of active variation of pigeon. So you're going to walk your hands back either side of your hips. So the torso is lifting upright, chest is lifting upright. Tuck the right toes under, lift the right knee away from the floor. And it's almost as if you're trying to kick your right heel back in space. And then imagine you want to kick your left leg forward and down into the floor, activating the whole outer part of the left leg. See if you can balance. Maybe bring one hand onto your waist, two hands onto your waist, just using the strength of your legs. And then using that same action in the legs, see if you can lift up three inches higher. Pregnant pause. And then fold forward. Walk the hands back under the shoulders. Tuck the right knee behind the left. So coming to sit for Gomukhasana. Good. Sit up nice and tall. Reach the left arm up. Right hand guides the left elbow behind the head. And then you can either stay like that or join the hands for a bind. But see that the chin isn't like collapsing towards the chest. You really want to lift the head and lift the chin up out of the chest. And then just hinge forward, just from the hips, but don't change the shape of the upper butt. Good, and then lift all the way upright, release the bind, bend both knees into the chest, cross the ankles, last chance for today. <laughs> Press the hands down into the floor, lift up whatever can lift up, and then make your way all the way back, downward facing dog. I mean, uh, chaturanga, then upward dog, then downward dog. Skipped a couple steps there. Okay, bring the knees to the floor. Um, we're gonna work on inversions next. And we're gonna work on a little bit of handstand, forearm stand, and headstand. So a little bit of all three. If you want to move to the wall, you're welcome to. Otherwise, you can. there's always the option to work at the center. So first thing is handstand. For about the next minute, or give or take 10 breaths or so, any form of handstand practice that you are working on today. So it could be downward dog, it could be hopping, it could be holding your handstand, up to you. 
Good, nice. And then uh, same with forearm stand. So about 10 breaths or give or take a minute, just about for forearm stand practice, whatever that looks like for you today. Could be just holding a forearm down dog, could be hop practicing hopping. Question. Yeah. Um, for the forearm handstand, where, mm -hmm. um, where is your? Are you looking down? Like, what is your head doing? Pick a spot right between your elbows and look at that spot between your elbows. If you try to look at your hands, it's too much curve on your neck. And if you try to just look across the room, um, you'll have a harder time balancing. So just pick a spot right between the elbows and gaze there. <laughs> Don't worry, happens to the best of us. <laughs> All part of the process. Okay, so lastly, head stand or sheer shasana. Okay, slowly start to come down. Rest in child's pose. And then sit upright. <clears throat> Separate the feet and sit between the heels for Virasana or Hero Seat. If the seat doesn't come to the floor, put a, a block or a blanket or both underneath you. Good, and then everyone can lean back on the hands. Bring the hands to the floor behind you. Now, lift your seat up a little bit. And almost tuck your 
buttock flesh like more underneath you. So you're trying to lengthen the front of the thigh there. And then lower the seat down again, but keep that action of sort of tucking under. Keep that action going. Now you can, uh, if you're sitting on something, you probably want to stay here. If you're not sitting on anything, you could, as an option, make your way to your elbows or even recline all the way back for Supta Virasana. And then go ahead and make your way upright. And then walk the hands forward and press back to downward facing dog. Inhale forward into plank. Exhale chaturanga. Inhale upward facing dog. Exhale downward facing dog. Inhale into plank, exhale, lower knees, chest, and chin to the floor. Inhale, slide forward into cobra, and then release down onto the abdomen, bring the arms behind the back, interlock the fingers. Inhale, lift up the head, the chest, and the legs for Shalabhasana. Lift the arms high up away from the back. and then exhale slowly release down prop up onto the forearms for stings and then we'll be moving into half frog so pivot the right forearm to like a 45 degree angle bend the left knee reach back with the left hand to hold the left foot and then start to push the left foot down towards the left butt do your best to try to face your chest forward. So for me, the hardest part, well, one of the many hard parts of this one is trying to swing that left part of the chest more around to face forward. Good, and then uh, release that, come back to the center, back to Sphinx, and then pivot the left forearm to a 45 degree angle. Bend the right knee, reach back, hold onto the right foot, and then press the right heel down towards the outer right hip. Good. So again, think about kind of swinging the, the right armpit and right side chest more forward and around. Good, and then release that. Place the hands either side of the chest. Inhale, lift forward and up into upward dog. Exhale, go back, downward facing dog. Inhale, forward into plank. Exhale, lower all the way to the floor. Bend both knees, reach back, 
catch hold of the ankles. Now the elbows stay straight for Dhanurasana. Inhale, lift up. Kick the feet away from the buttocks. One. And then exhale, release on down. One more time, bend the knees, reach back, catch hold of the ankles. Inhaling, lift on up, head, chest, knees. And exhale, release on down. Place the hands either side of the chest. Inhale, lift forward and up into upward dog. Exhale, go back downward facing dog. Now step the right foot forward between the hands. Place the left knee down. Now you might want to find that towel or whatever you grabbed before to put under your back knee. Lift the torso upright, both hands on top of the right thigh there. Scoot the right foot just a little bit more forward. And then let the hips go forward and down towards the earth. Keep the chest lifted. Now, challenge yourself without using your hands. Can you lift the left foot up off the floor, even if it's just a little bit? And then just using the strength of your left leg, can you squeeze the left heel towards your left buttocks? Oh. And then release it. Just to make things a little harder, but also a little more precise. You know, it's, it's a little too easy if you take the hips back and then lift the foot up, right? So try very much to keep the hips down. Try not to move the hips. Go ahead, lift the left foot up. Squeeze the left heel towards the left buttocks. And release down. Okay, now lift your left foot off the floor. Reach back with the left hand. Hold onto the left foot or ankle. Now that might be enough for you today or you can start to move the left heel towards the left buttock just like we did in half frog. Good. So work to urge the left part of the chest more forward. Good. Hands to the floor. Step back. Downward facing dog. Step the left foot forward. Right knee down. Put some padding under the right knee. And then bring both hands on top of the left thigh. Lift the chest, crawl the left foot a little bit more forward, move the hips forward and down. And then uh, try without using your hands to lift your right foot up off the floor. Try just using the strength of your legs to pull your right foot closer to your right buttock, even if it doesn't feel like it moves. Ooh -wee. 
and release. <laughs> Again, lift the right foot up, hold, squeeze the right heel towards the right buttock, and release down. Okay, now lift the right foot off the floor, and with the right hand, reach back, see if you can hold onto the right foot. And then, thank goodness, you have the help of your right hand to start to move the right heel towards your right buttock. Good. Release, hands to the floor, step back, downward dog. Okay, bring the right knee to the floor between the hands. Setting up for pigeon, this, this time lift the chest, stay upright. Walk the hands either side of the hips. Notice how you can use your fingers to really steer the center of your chest and your shoulders forward. Now, just like we just practiced, lift your left foot off the floor. And then bring your left foot as close to your buttocks as you can without touching it yet. Then reach back with your left hand, hold onto your left foot, and push your left heel in the direction of your left hip. Good. Hands to the floor, step all the way back, downward facing dog. Bring the left knee to the floor between the hands, preparing for king pigeon. Walk the hands back either side of the hips. Lift the chest, lift the torso. Good, lift the right uh, foot off the floor, reach back with the right hand and hold onto the right foot. And then move the right heel towards the right hip. Step back, downward facing dog. Inhale, plank. Exhale, chaturanga. Inhale, upward dog. Exhale, downward dog. Lift high up onto the balls of the feet. Bend the knees. Look way past the hands and then hop all the way through to sit down or walk through and lay down on the back. Have the feet on the floor parallel, a little bit apart, about sitting bone distance apart. Lift the hips up, lace the hands behind the back into one fist. Separate the hands, release the back down to the floor. Place the hands onto the floor either side of the ears, preparing for Urdhva Dhanurasana, full wheel. 
With an inhale, press down to lift up. Chin to the chest and come down. Second time, place the hands in the feet. Inhaling, press down to lift up. Reach into the chest and come down, and then third time to charm. Place the hands in the feet. And with an inhale, go ahead, lift all the way up. into the chest and come down and then hug the knees into the chest. Bring both knees over to the left side of the body. As you look to the right, arms out into a T. Bring the knees up to the center and then go the other way. Bring the knees up to the center. Come on up to a seated position. Straighten the legs forward out in front of you. Flex the feet. And fold forward. Paschimottanasana. Let 
lift all the way upright and then either set up for shoulder stand or if you're not taking shoulder stand you can always take legs up the wall vipari dakrani or you can lay on your back with your knees open for supta badakonasana Please remember to laugh at what is going on in your life. You are doing nothing and nature is doing everything. When you discover that the force which was doing everything does not want anything, while the entity which was doing nothing at all was seeking name and fame for itself, then the truth will make you laugh and laugh and laugh. At the same time, you'll be crying and crying and crying when you see that the grace of Mother Nature in the form of I am has always been present behind you and is doing everything for you. The body is automatic. It tells you when to drink, eat, hear, see, smell, where to go, where not to go. You have to do nothing. You only have to be still. The body and the mind work automatically. And yes, you watch the movie of your mind and body and you will cry and laugh because you were there in that movie once upon a time. Just continue to smile and laugh and nobody will know that your mind is crazy. <laughs> Keep smiling and laughing. It is a very good healing and a good prayer to cure your mind. Do not live the life of the body and mind alone. To get to the true state of crying and laughing, you have to meditate on the I am, beyond the body and the mind, and then watch yourself as a witness. You will watch your own movies in which there are, is much crying and laughing. And finally, you will feel that you are one with the absolute I am. So make your way into Plow Halasana. And then make your way out of Halasana and into Fish or Matsyasana, crown of the head to the floor. And then lift the chin into the chest and release down, setting up for Shavasana.
And we start to deepen the breath. Start to bring some movement into the body. Bend the knees into the chest and roll into the right-hand side. Come on up to a seated position. And set up for a meditation practice. Thank you all so much for making time for practice and for all of your hard work. Have a wonderful rest of your evening and week and hope to see you again next week. Thanks everybody. Thanks a lot, Jessica.